0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. Stand up for your country. You know, I don't say thank you enough to our viewers and listeners all over the world, throughout the United States, every single state. And um, we're going to do something a a bit different now uh, because of the economy. We're going to basically incorporate into our daily presentation a survival guide for Americans to help you get through this horrible economic time. The Fed uh, raised interest rates today uh, three quarters of a point. Uh, The biggest rise in, I don't know, 30 years, something like that. Um, And I'll explain that and how it affects you and what you can do about it. Uh, And we're gonna do more and more of this. You know, we have an 85% retention rate of BillOReilly.com subscribers. And I know some of you are not, you are listening and watching this on our distribution services. But for those of you who are subscribers to BillOReilly.com, we appreciate your loyalty. But we know that some people are saying, well, you know, I can't afford, and we don't charge much. And I said, you know, we're going to save you a ton of money coming up in the next year. Because now we're going to look into how to do that exactly. Because we all need it. And just to give you an example right off the top of the program... If you buy Killing a Killer, is on BillOReilly.com, my number one bestseller for Father's Day or anything else. We'll give you a free copy of Killing the Mob. We lose money doing that. But I I have to do something, and so that's what I'm going to do. Okay, let's get to the Talking Points memo, and it is a survival guide under President Biden. uh, Because this is a massive, massive screw-up, what we're seeing here on a daily basis. So, number one, the government is not going to help you. If you think there's help coming from the federal or state governments, it's not. The government is going to continue to hurt you by taking as much money from you as the government can, and that's both state and federal. They're going to take as much as you have uh, if they can, even if you're in debt. So the average debt for an American citizen right now is $90,000. That includes mortgage and credit cards. $90,000. That's the average. And the government is not giving you a tax break. All right. In fact, Biden wants to raise taxes. And he's saying, oh, but not on people earning less than $400,000 a year. That is a lie. Because once you raise corporate taxes, as everybody knows, that's passed on to the consumers. And we need things to live. We have to live. So, you know, I'm almost tired of bashing Biden. I know some of you like to hear that on a daily basis. But he is just so detached from reality that there isn't going to be any problem solving under his administration and things. I don't know if they're going to get worse, but they certainly could because he doesn't know what he's doing in any realm. Foreign policy, border, economy, nothing. All right, now if you are an American between the age of 18 and 23, you own you owe sixteen thousand dollars. Twenty-four to thirty-nine, when you're starting to establish yourself, you owe eighty-seven thousand. Forty to fifty-five, you owe a hundred and forty thousand dollars. And a lot of that is mortgage. And fifty-six to seventy-four comes down to 97K, 75 and above $41,000. So you can see the prime debt period is between the ages of 40 and 55. Now, one of the reasons, despite the government incompetence, one of the reasons that we owe so much money is instant gratification. All right, so we want it now. Where's mine? Give me mine. I want it. Other people have it. I want it. Expensive car, expensive house. Uh, expensive restaurants, uh, expensive threads, clothes. I want it. I want it. And if I can't afford it, I'll put it on the card. Okay, and I'll pay it later. Well, you're paying a lot of interest on that. And you're going to pay more as the Fed raises the interest rate three quarters of a point today. So if you're buying a house, that interest rate's going up. You're buying your credit card. That's going up. Everything's going up. Thank you, Joe Biden. People are going to get angry, all right, because I'm angry and I'm I'm affluent. I mean I'm getting hurt. My uh, financial portfolio is down big. I'm getting hurt, but I can ride it out. And I tell everybody, if you can ride it out, ride it out. Don't sell low. Okay. Um, but I'm angry. And 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 a lot of my anger is about intelligent people who voted against Trump because they hated him. They voted on emotion, hatreds and emotion you vote a motion, any emotion, you're basically going to make a huge mistake. I told my friends, I said, you may not like him, but he's running the economy well. All right, this was back before 2020 election. This was in the summer of 2020. And I told you that story before, sitting on the beach with a bunch of liberal friends of mine. And I'm going, look, you hate Trump. Okay, but he's managing the economy. You're making money. Your, your stock portfolios, 401ks, everything else going up. Okay, oil prices are down, $2.30 on average under Trump. Boy, we hate him. He's not normal. Okay, fine. All right, so my anger is almost, uh, not so much Biden because Biden is delusional. I was on Hannity today on the radio, and we talked about that. How's the difference between Biden and, said, so, Jimmy Carter and Richard Nixon, both of whom screwed up mo- monumentally in, in the Oval Office? Carter and Nixon are different than Biden, because Biden doesn't know. Now, I'm not giving him a pass. He should never have run in the first place. His wife should protect Biden. It's embarrassing now. The Biden administration is embarrassing. That's how incompetent it is. But anyway, my anger is kind of directed to those people who were smart enough to know, but voted against Trump because they don't like his personality. I mean, you can't vote against a Trump economy, particularly in hindsight. All right, there is a, a new poll out, uh, Reuters, left-wing organization, Democrats 44, Republicans 36. So this is a skewed poll, all right? But even so, uh, do you approve or disapprove of the job Joe Biden's doing? Disapprove 56, approve 39, even though the poll is stacked in favor of the Democrats. Come on. This is a catastrophe the Biden administration, and that is the memo. All right, January 6th hearing today postponed. Uh, They have scheduling issues or, uh, you know, it's postponed because nobody cares. All right, the one that happened yesterday, um, they lost 50% of the audience from Thursday. 50%! Uh, Nobody cares about this. So on Thursday, tomorrow, there's going to be a 1 p.m. hearing. I, I don't even know if I'm going to cover. I don't even think I'm going to cover. Because why bother? If they had anything, they would have put it up top. They had nothing. Next Tuesday and next Thursday. Uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, All this is more, uh, let's bash Trump uh, so that people uh, divert their attention away from the catastrophe that is Joe Biden. It is, and hopefully, that they'll do enough damage to Trump so he won't be able to run again. Okay, uh, three quarters of a point in the interest rate hike by the Federal Reserve. Now, what this is all about is making money harder to get. So, Biden ignited inflation by giving away trillions of dollars under the COVID banner. Some of that was necessary, not all, but some. All right, so he gave away so much money that the dollar wasn't worth what it was before the giveaway, and, and that's inflation. Boom. And that combined with inhibiting uh, the uh, harvesting of fuel, oil, and natural gas and coal, boom, inflation explodes. Nothing to do with Putin, okay? And so now the Federal Reserve says, well, I'm eh, going to make it harder for you to borrow money. You want to borrow money, get a car. You want to borrow money, get a house. You want to borrow money for a business. Much harder, much more expensive. That way, that brings the dollars in circulation down because there won't be as many loans. There won't be as much circulation of the dollar. Okay, this is a con. Most people don't understand. I'm not being supercilious, word of the day. I'm not being arrogant. Biden has no idea what this is. He doesn't even know what the Fed is. Um, So anyway, uh, I can't really comment whether that's good or bad because it's not in any kind of context. They have to do it. You can't keep printing money because you'll destroy the whole currency. You have to make money harder to get with 75 percent. You know, I don't know. Three quarters of a point. I don't know. I have to tell you, I don't know. The guy I trust on this is Larry Kudlow, who really steered the Trump economy into good waters. So uh, he's worth listening to. Uh, All right. So the White House is desperate, as you know. Uh, Biden's going to Saudi Arabia. He's really, you know. Uh, What happened to global warming, Joe? What happened to climate change? You're going to the worst climate change people in the world over there in Saudi Arabia, the kingdom. They're the worst. And you're going. And you're asking them to pump more oil, aren't you? Ay, ay, ay. So before he goes, Biden's considering dropping the federal gas tax, which is 18.3 cents. All right. So they may suspend it. The Biden administration, by executive order, may suspend it. Now, some states have already uh, suspended their state tax: Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Maryland, New York. Um, but Americans pay an enormous amount of money, particularly in California. I think it's more than a buck uh, on taxes. And and Biden he's going to have to do that: suspend the uh, the uh, gas tax. Uh, this is this is rich. So Biden writes a letter to the oil companies, the American oil companies. He writes a letter and he says, you're greedy. Oh, that's a bulletin. All right. So he writes to uh, Marathon, Valero, Exxon, Phillips, Chevron, BP and Shell. And here's what he says, quote, at a time of war, I guess he means Ukraine, historically high refinery profit margins being passed directly onto American families are not acceptable. The crunch that families are facing deserves immediate action. Your companies need to work with my administration to bring forward concrete near term solutions that address the crisis and respect the critical equities of energy workers and fence line communities. No, no one knows what that means. Biden doesn't know what it means. Remember, Biden does not write anything and does not edit. They just put stuff in front of him and he signs it or reads it. Okay, so, but what it's essentially he's saying is that the oil companies are exploiting the high prices by making them artificially high. Now I've said for decades, and I took a lot of heat when I was at Fox, for saying this. that the oil companies are gonna squeeze every nickel they can out of the consumer. They always have. My father worked for an oil company. The oil company screwed him, squeezed every nickel out of my dad. They are not nice. They want money, and they're not going to listen to Biden. They think he's a clown. Okay, so Biden does that. It's all show and tell. And just to give you an example on the profit margin, first quarter of this year, Shell, $9 billion profit, one quarter. Last year, uh, the fourth quarter last year, $6.4 billion. So Shell's up big, BP. $6.2 6.2 billion first quarter, last quarter last year, 4.1. Exxon, $5.5 billion this year, fourth quarter, $8.9 billion. Exxon profits are down. Now, there's got to be a reason for that. I don't know the reason. I'll find out. Chevron profits, $6.3 to $5.1. And this is according to data compiled by Business Insider. Okay, so uh, Biden now blaming Putin. Blaming Ukraine, blaming oil companies, blaming everybody, but it's his fault. Remember, under Trump, average gas price, $2.35. Okay? All right, let's go to the progressive left. You know how much I love them. So Beto O'Rourke, left-wing loon. He's running for governor against Greg Abbott in Texas. In Texas, a bellwether state. So there's a poll, blueprint. Uh, you want Abbott, you want Beto. So Abbott, about 56% support him. And Beto, 37%. it will be a landslide against Beto. Beto is a progressive loon. Progressives are on their way out. Okay? And uh, that's a good thing. So in L.A., the D.A., L.A. County, George Gascon, he's going to get recalled, just like Chesa Bodine did in San Francisco last week. So they're going to get Gascon. Now, whether he survives a vote, I don't think he will, but we'll see. And then Krasner, the progressive D.A. in Philly, ruined that city. He is being impeached, it looks like, by the state. So this is all good, but what people don't understand is exactly how these far-left progressive politicians destroy society. So let's bring in John O'Connor. He is a uh, former federal prosecutor and then opened a practice in San Francisco. One of his clients was Deep Throat of Watergate fame, Mark Felt, former FBI agent. So uh, we've had Mr. O'Connor on a program before he knows what's going on in San Francisco. If you had a point to one thing that has destroyed quality of life in San Francisco, what would it be?
2: Uh, the crime, no doubt about it. The crime is driving the wealthy out who can move on a, on a blink. Uh, the middle class upwardly mobile people are finding ways to leave slowly, but surely. And, uh, it is terrible for the quality of life. Many workers at these tech companies are not really working in San Francisco anymore. They're fleeing. They're still keep their jobs. They work remotely Okay. It is the worst thing that's ever happened to San Francisco. But
0: San Francisco is not, has never been historically noted for crime. It's kind of a gentle city, a hippie city, but now the crime is exploding. Why?
2: Well, first of all, I've never had any threats to my safety and the, many years I've lived here and hung out in the city. I have an office in the city, but what's happened is crimes are not prosecuted. The DA, the first thing the DA did when he got in was he reduced the jail populations, the adult jail population by 57%, the juvie by 37%, so we have criminals out on the street using COVID as an excuse. Those who get arrested don't have cash bail, so they just go. Now, anybody... Stealing less than $950, he announced, would not get prosecuted. So, a lot of people go in, 17 Walgreens closed because everybody's coming in and loading up. Yeah. Uh, Burglaries are up, Bill, uh, 57% and so forth. I can give you some statistics, but they would not explain it because people have quit reporting crimes. I've talked to many policemen. They don't bother to write up paperwork because they know the DA is not going to do anything about it. Not going to do anything about it. All
0: right. So, that makes sense. Now the homeless uh, situation in San Francisco is uh, a catastrophe because the city pays, gives cash to indigent people. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Uh, about 900 bucks total, I guess, with food stamps, 900 about six or 700. Uh, and they also don't have enough shelters. They have a decided policy in spite of all the money they have not to have these temporary shelters. They want to give people a full tilt, a house, but of course you don't have enough of those. So most people are living out in the streets. The drug enforcement, this is where the DA ties into the homeless. The DA does not enforce any drug prosecutions. You can sell and use drugs
0: and and you're not gonna get in trouble. But if, if you go to San Francisco and you're a drug addict and you don't have a house, you can get money.
2: How do you get that money? Do you know how that works? Two ways. One, the, we, there's an army of doctors and lawyers are going to try to get you federal disability. That's about nine, a thousand a month. The local assistance is the highest in the country. We pay about $600 a month if you're just a normal homeless person, and then you get 192 or 200 bucks for food stamps, which, by the way, you can cash in, from merchants who will pay you 60 percent of the amount then you sure, get your they, free they, food with, uh,
0: so you have to go have to, to a city pay. office or a, a lawyer who you have to pay uh, but they take it out in whatever they get you um it's, you know it's called contingency so you go to an office you sign up and then you go every month and they just give you money or food stamps or whatever it may be is that correct
2: that's right. You don't need a lawyer, though. There are plenty of homeless advocates in San Francisco. They take you through it. That's an incredible uh, industry of homeless advocates that are in nonprofits. Okay. So they're,
0: they're encouraging they're really people, control. drug addicts mostly, they're encouraging people to come to San Francisco. You don't have any assets. You don't have, uh, you know, the, the uh, will to get a job because you're addicted and you want to get high all day and we'll give you money to get high all day and sit around and destroy the quality of life for everybody else. So what did they they think was going to happen? What did the progressive
2: left think was going to happen? Well, if you talk to them, it's never enough. That's the problem. It's never enough. We've got to get everybody a $700,000 living unit,
0: and then we
2: will give them enough. But if we don't do that, Bill, then they consider that people like you and I are just terrible, negative people. We don't understand.
0: We don't understand. Right. I get it. Okay. So that's why San Francisco has collapsed. Now let's segue Correct. into CNN. Now CNN runs a four-part uh, series on Watergate. I didn't watch it. Nobody watched it. The average audience was 800,000. Um, that's nothing. And, but you, representing Mark Fell Deep Throat, I mean, obviously, you know what you're talking about. What did you think
2: of the series? Well, I thought it was a wonderful show about a cover-up, but unfortunately, Bill, it itself was a cover-up. Fifty years <laughs> after the fact, they are still covering this thing up. Uh, the, the the general tone and the overarching themes were just completely false.
0: All right, but this give me specifics. What, for what, what are
2: they covering up? Well, number one, they are covering up the fact that the White House had nothing to do with this. They are covering up the fact that it was not a campaign operation at all. They were listening to Naughty Boys and Naughty Girls. They are covering up that the CIA was deeply involved. And by the way, they are covering up that both CIA guys claim that one of the authorizers of the burglaries was one John Dean. Both James McCord and Howard Hunt have said that. And But now, if you re- look at this thing... This has been done by the nasty Oval Office, and John Dean is a Boy Scout in bad company. So if you believe that, I've got some property for you.
0: All right, so you say that what CNN put forth, and John Dean, of course, works for CNN, um, overlooked a a lot of the corruption, particularly the involvement of the CIA, and Howard Hunt and James McCord, these guys were attached to the CIA to some extent. Um, But what one thing, you representing Deep Throat, the guy who talked to Woodward and Bernstein and broke this story wide. Do you want my viewership and listenership tonight to know about Watergate? Give me the headline.
2: It was not from the Oval Office. It was the CIA plus some lower level aides that were getting into listening to naughty girls and boys. When my client, Mark Felt, goes into the garage, you remember this bill and says, everyone's life's in danger. The reason he told Woodward that was because it was the CIA threatening they were worried that the they their involvement would be Okay, uh, I got found it. All out. right.
0: So yeah. Nixon and the plumbers they didn't drive this uh break in. The CIA drove it, according to you and your client. Um but Nixon certainly covered it up and and did the things that got him eventually into uh
2: having to resign. Is that correct? Uh not really. He covered up. He made two acts of obstruction, but he did not know what he was covering up. He did not know what had happened. He was in the dark. The post okay. actually knew more than Nixon knew,
0: but he wasn't honest about it. Would that be fair?
2: Fair. Okay. Fair. that's fair. I just but, but be he fair. was ignorant at the same time. Okay, he, he was dishonest and committed two acts. I'm not here to defend Nixon. I'm here to put it in context.
0: Okay. Very good, Counselor. Thanks very much for your expertise. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Okay, so um, let's get to Lyme disease. This shocked me. Are you ready for this? 15% of the global population has Lyme disease. Now, where I am right now, broadcasting to you, is Eastern Long Island, where Lyme Lyme disease is everywhere. I have to nuke my lawn all right, uh, a couple of times a month to kill these ticks because they're everywhere out here in eastern Long Island. Now, 15% of the world population, that's billions of people, have Lyme disease and it's caused by a tick bite, all right? So here, and this is looking out for you, fever, headache, fatigue, and a bullseye skin rash, okay, a round red spot on your skin. It's caused, again, by a tick bite. It won't kill you, but it could hurt your heart, nervous system, uh, joints. Um, You know, it's bad. And if you don't catch it, it gets worse, and you don't know why. Antibiotics, if you catch it early, can knock it out. Famous people who have Lyme disease, Shania Twain, Alec Baldwin, Ben Stiller, Daryl Hall, Hall and Oates, uh, George W. Bush. I didn't know that, but he's a Dirk bike guy. Bush the Younger. And he's out in Crawford, Texas, zipping around in a brush and all that. So he got Lyme disease. Justin Beaver, he's got all kinds of paralysis on the face now. And Amy Schumer, the comedian. So be careful. If you are walking around, short pants, sandals, in the brush, you got to, after that, examine yourself. And everybody should have a little illumination thing. You can go over and see, because these things are little. The terror dog, I let the terror dog out, and, and I got to go over Holly, the terror dog, when she comes back. And I'm popping things at her all the time, because dogs can get it. So Lyme disease, watch out. All right, if you're going on vacation, you're going to take a plane, you know what it is. Yesterday, 43% of all JetBlue flights delayed. Almost half. Now, that's been going on since the beginning of the year. You all know I got involved with this. I was absolutely right. But they still haven't solved the problem. It's June. So if you book a flight on JetBlue, chances are one in two. And you're not going to get off the ground for a while. And then I got to tell you why. Pete Buttigieg. There you go, Pete. Don't you do something, man. Do anything. Brock Zoo. Now, the Bronx Zoo is, is very historic. You've heard of it, okay? And it's a great place to go, particularly to bring kids. They got everything there. And they got Happy the Elephant. Now, Happy the Elephant is an old guy, all right? He, he was brought into the zoo in 1977. There's Happy. Happy's a senior citizen. All right, he was brought in along with another elephant named Grumpy from Asia. All right, he was captured in Asia, and the zoo bought Happy and Grumpy. Now, Grumpy got killed by other elephants in 2002, but Happy's still there. Now, there is a group called the Non-Human Rights Project. They filed a lawsuit in the state of New York to demand that Happy, the elephant, be transferred to a wildlife sanctuary. They say it's cruel to keep Happy in the Bronx Zoo. But the judges rule 5-2, to the New York State Court of Appeals, that Happy is not a person. I think that's pretty obvious. And therefore, does not have standing on a lawsuit. So if you're a pet, You can't sue because you're not a person. Okay. Now, Holly the Territory is outraged by that. uh, But it's a very interesting story. So anyway, uh, Happy the Elephant, put up Happy again, um, is going to stay at the Bronx Zoo and the zoo officials, and I believe them, say that Happy is Happy. All right, she is bonded with everybody at the zoo and likes it there. This day in history, June 15, 2005. Now, June 15, 2005, I'm doing the factor on the Fox News Channel. This story roars in. Natalie Holloway, a 17-year-old from Alabama, goes on spring break to Aruba. She disappears. The Aruban authorities can't find her or don't want to find her. Holland, the Netherlands, runs Aruba in the Caribbean. They send over their cops. Nobody can find Natalie Holloway. It was heartbreaking. I mean, there's this lovely uh, 17-year-old girl. She goes on vacation, disappears, and uh, nobody's doing anything about it. Well, any this day, they searched the authorities in Aruba, the home of 17-year-old Joran Vandersloot. You remember that name? There he is. Nice-looking bra. So they searched his home, and that was the first sign they were doing anything. Now, Vandersloot killed Natalie Holloway, in my opinion, based upon all available evidence. But what happened to Vandersloot was he fled Aruba and he went to Peru where he killed a Peruvian woman. They caught him. He's in prison for 28 years, this guy Vandersloot. Inside prison, this is how crazy Peru is. They let him marry a woman and he's got a kid. Because they have conjugal visits for murderers. Unbelievable. Natalie's body has never been found. Natalie's relatives and a bunch of other people file lawsuits in New York and L.A. Civil lawsuits, like O.J. Simpson. But the judges said, happened in Aruba, no standing here. And that's where the case lies today. You remember it. I mean, I, every day I was going, oh, this is the worst story I've ever heard. My parents are brokenhearted. You can imagine it with your kid, my kid. Ugh. Okay, good mail segment. Uh, some people disagreeing with me. We like that. You know, respectfully, of course. And then a final
1: thought that is very, very important tonight. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
0: Okay, let's get to the mail. So Marie says, I can now understand the comparison of people who hate Trump because I hate Biden just as much. I don't think that's good, Marie. Uh, Hate is not constructive. So I am appalled by President Biden's administration and his own conduct. I'm appalled by it because it's hurting every American. And I don't hate him. Um, I don't feel sorry for him, even though I think he's impaired. I don't feel sorry for him because there have got to be moments of clarity and he's got to know how much damage he's doing in those moments. Anne-Marie concierge member. And I urge you to look into concierge membership on BillOReilly.com because you get direct access to me and I can solve some of your problems. And I am happy to do that if you are a concierge member. Joe Biden's press secretary yesterday said the economy is booming. And he is saying the same thing here in Philadelphia, talking to a union. I cannot imagine how they can get away with this. And do they really think people are that stupid? Some people are that stupid, Anne-Marie. Maybe 50% of the population is that dumb. They don't know anything. They don't read. They don't listen. They don't care. So propaganda, which is what the Biden administration has, they don't have anything else. Yeah, that's a ticket. Like I said, John Lovis. Yeah, that, that's a ticket. Yeah, economy's booming. Yeah. All right, but we know. Um, Tanya, concierge member. Uh, Bill, why does either Trump or DeSantis have to move out of Florida if they run as a ticket? Is there a law that says that? No, the Constitution says it. So in the presidential arena, can't have two candidates on the same ticket from the same state. Just quoting the Constitution. Uh, George, concierge. Well, a lot of concierge members weighing in here. There's no evidence there was fraud in the 2020 election per bill. That's me. Because it has not been proven in court. Okay. But we saw what we saw, and the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled what the state did in their counting was unconstitutional, but too late. So I guess there is that bit of proof. Sure. Sure. And there is a lot more than that, George. But the lawsuit that was filed in Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, was thrown out because of a variety of different reasons. And Judge Alito in the Supreme Court, that's his jurisdiction. He was listening. He saw the data, but he wouldn't take it up because there wasn't enough conclusive proof that would overturn the vote. I am a fact-driven man. And I hope that's one of the reasons you watch and listen to me. Neil Harris in Arlington, Texas. I predict that Donald Trump will pick Christine Nome for the VP slot. Governor Nome is uh, formidable. I don't think she'll get it because South Dakota and North Dakota will go for Trump no matter what. He will probably put a, a, a another person on the second that would give him a little electoral, electoral clout. But I'm just guessing. Uh, Steve Dobbs, uh, Harriman, Utah. Bill, I like your idea of federalizing gun laws, but I worry under Biden, would it be ignored just like the Democratic states ignore them now? Yeah, maybe, but that's not what the Congress is there to do. Congress is there to protect laws, not to protect laws, to establish laws that protect us. You can't say because we have an incompetent president that you're not going to do anything and pass laws that help the folks. Incompetent presidents come and go. So that's not an excuse not to protect the American people from violent criminals. Brian Bellinger, Taunton, Massachusetts, with fuel prices rising, how are people supposed to heat their homes this summer, this winter? I don't see a battery heating opera- option. In our future, I see people, especially poor and elderly, freezing or going without food or medicine. You know, there are, uh, in, in most communities, including Massachusetts, uh, there's relief for the poor and the elderly in that area. But the point you make is that air conditioning and heating going to triple. Your bills are going to triple. And that's Biden. And, and Massachusetts went for Biden big time. Rich Gastella, Bonita Springs, Florida. Why are the tough oil, oil companies raking in $30 billion in profits this year while Americans pay so much more to pump? Is it greed? Of course it's greed. You think these companies are. Of course it's greed. I care about you. Uh, William Collins, Alpharetta, Georgia. I just finished reading Killing the Killer's best book I've ever read. Thank you. That's a very nice compliment, William. My wife's family lives in South Mississippi. We travel there often. We started downloading your other books for the six-hour ride. What a great way to be informed and entertained at the same time! Makes the ride much more enjoyable. Look, the Killing books are all on audio, and if you got to go someplace, I mean, as uh, William says, I mean, makes a trip go like that. So uh, we hope you check it out. And I have a signed book back order um, because of a snafu. S and AFU, not an excuse, but this should never have happened. I am gonna sign 2,000 books in the next few days. You'll get all the people who ordered books. So tell dad if it's a Father's Day gift, that it's on the way, but this is not my fault. It was not handled properly by the people who do that on BillOReilly.com, so we are 2,000 behind, but I will sign them. If my hand falls off, that's okay. I am going to sign them in the next few days, okay? Be nice to dad on Sunday. Word of the day, do not be a naughty, N-O-D-D-Y. I've never heard a person use that word. You're a naughty. It's a great word. Back with the final thought that you need to hear in a moment.
4: free quote by visiting carshield online at carshield.com slash carlson don't wait for the next surprise choose peace of mind with carshield go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20 percent today
0: did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind with american home shield warranty you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters So here is the final thought of the day. This is not taught in any school, and most parents do not teach it either. Self-respect. Very important. So I can't remember my parents talking to me about self-respect. Certainly in my schooling, and I've had a lot of it, okay? Never brought up one time. When I was teaching high school, I did bring it up to the students. So what am I talking about? In order to succeed in this life and be a good person, which is success, if you're a good person, that's succeeding in life. You need to respect yourself, all right? How do you do that? Well, you need to develop a code. The code can be what you want it to be, right? But it's gotta be a positive code. So let me give you a few examples. My philosophy, the O'Reilly family philosophy that I have imposed on my children Is we do what we say we'll do. If you say somebody, I'm gonna call you back, you gotta call them back. Gonna have lunch, you gotta have lunch. I'm going to church, you gotta go to church. Okay? We have a code and we respect ourselves so that we discipline ourselves to fulfill the code. Let me give you some negative examples. People who have self respect, respect themselves, do not abuse their bodies. They do not intoxicate themselves to the degree that they can hurt other people. They don't become alcoholics or drug addicts or irresponsible people. They respect their body. They don't abuse themselves so that their health falls apart because that will hurt people who love them. So they respect themselves in a sense. They take care of themselves mentally and physically, and I hope spiritually. Okay, I'm no holy roller, and I'm not telling you what to believe and what not to believe, but this is all a big picture here. Now, if somebody disrespects you, and this, to me, is not acceptable, somebody disrespects me or my family, I deal with it. Now, you know me, I can get a little heated, like the JetBlue thing that I referred to. That's wrong. And my self-respect, when I get heated, goes down. Because I should control myself, correct? They lose that Irish temper, no good. You disrespect me, or my family, or my friends. I'm going to deal with you. And that's not a threat, not a threat, but I will deal with you and I'll deal with you in a fair way. I'm not going to blow up your house, but if you're disrespectful because I have self-respect, then there's going to be not a confrontation, but a communication. And if I see you disrespecting others, then I'm going to come after you. I'm going to come after you within the law. Okay, proper perspective. But coming. Okay, that is the final thought of the day. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow.